Hello, I'm Phil Svitek, 360 Creative Coach, and this is my vlog where I highlight my journey and extract the various lessons that I'm learning as well as the ones that I'm applying to my creative pursuits as well as life in general. And this one's going to be more about my life simply because we are in this pandemic and that's kind of the thing that we as a world are dealing with. Specifically, I live in L.A., so we have been mandated to stay at home and so forth. And so over the weekend, I played this game called Phantom. It's a lesser known game. It comes from Europe. And I played with my friend Ian because he has the game at his house and I have the game at my house. And the overall point of the game is to, like, there's essentially one, like, robber uh, or the phantom, if you want to call him that. And then there's five cops that are trying to get this robber. And I'm going to show you the game board. Uh, so essentially, you move around in a fake city. And every so often, the, the, the robber reveals his location on the map. And then, you know, a couple turns go by without, like, the cops knowing where the, where the robber is. They only know his possible locations based on his modes of transporta transportation. So he can move about via, you know, taxi, tram, um, carriage, boat, and so forth. And every time he does, he has to pay a token. And so that's how they can kind of guess where he's at. And, and the reason I'm explaining this is because... As I went through the game, like, I ended up winning the game against my friend Ian. To win the game, you have to go 24 moves without being caught by these cops. And usually it's a very hard thing. And in kind of the longer I think about this game, the more it's just a perfect metaphor for life. Not, you know, of course the game itself, but, but, but I'm talking about our game specifically with Ian. And that is because... There was a point in which I revealed myself, and then I had another move, and I could have easily won this entire game by just avoiding him. But I wanted to do something fun, something I'd never done before, uh, which is to take the boat, which it, uh, the boat kind of definitely reveals where you are on the map, but uh, I, I just, I've never actually in this game used the boat. So I wanted to do it, and so I did. And for all intents and purposes, Ian could have beaten me with this one single move. You know, in hindsight, it could have been, been the dumbest move I've ever made. And I knew this going into it. I knew it would have put me at risk. But I was like, let me just have some fun. I know I can win the game, but I'm just going to, you know, what's the point of playing if, like, you know, I, want, I wanted to try things out. And then what ended up happening was Ian knew exactly where I was, and he was converging in on me with his five policemen. And there was a point at which uh, he said, okay, I've got you now. And overall, he did. But he made the mistake of thinking that it would take two moves, or he made the mistake of thinking that it would take only one move instead of two to get me. And so what had happened was, because he thought one move, all of a sudden... He's like, I got you, didn't I? And I'm like, no, you didn't. I only had one move left to make, and that was to go, like, literally backwards. That, that was my last move before he essentially, like, in chess terms, called checkmate. But he got so frustrated that all of a sudden he lost his mind and just made completely idiotic moves and allowed me to win the game. 
So I didn't win because of my craftsmanship. I won because of his stupidity. So what are the lessons here? Well, number one, the fact that like, I don't know, I, I, I think in this time, we have to find windows of joy. And even though it, you know, it wasn't the smartest decision to like take the boat in this game, you know, I still had, I still chose to do it because I was like, okay, let me just, let me just do something, right? You gotta ultimately, um, you know, live life. Now, what I'm not advocating is for you to blindly like the people in Florida for spring break or, uh, you know, in LA, just aimlessly go to the beaches and not give a flying fuck about this coronavirus. No, that's not what I'm advocating. But there is a way to find joy in your current situation. And if you can't find joy in being essentially at home with Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, not to mention like video games, any video game you could possibly want, also any book that you possibly want thanks to ebooks, like it, it's just mind boggling, right? You should be able to find joy in this time. And I'm talking to you directly because I imagine if you're watching this right now, you have some free time on your hands. There's people in far worse positions that are trying to figure out, you know, their next paycheck and so forth. And I imagine if that's, you know, uh, people in that situation are not watching videos like this currently. So I'm speaking, you know, I'm speaking to you with someone that probably has time on their hands. So that's kind of point number one. Point number two, the, the larger point is from my perspective, I didn't give up, right? I knew, I knew that he was like by all intents and purposes, he was supposed to get me. He, he, he was going to get me in two moves and he was going to win the game. And that's what should have happened. But I wasn't going to reveal that to, to him when he said, do I have you? I told him the honest answer. I said, no, you don't. And he asked me, no way, no way. Like, I definitely have you. I'm like, no, uh, there's one last move that you don't see. And I have it. And he just lost his mind. I wasn't lying. I was definitely playing with him, but I wasn't lying. And so in that regard, you know, I kind of look at life in that way. Like, your back may be against the wall, but you still have to do what you got to do, um, you know, and just trust that something good will happen, you know? Like, if you, if you just, I could have easily been like, oh, you're going to get me anyway, whatever, I'm just going to give up. But no, I knew that, like, I should play out the game because I did have one last move. After that, he would have gotten me, but that was beside the point. And miraculously, even through my one final move, that allowed everything to open up. And so in that regard, you know, as we navigate through this time, like there's, I, I just like to believe there's always one final move we always have, no matter what, at our disposal. We just have to kind of look for it and not give up. And, you know, when I, I use the term one final move very loosely because, of course, that one final move always leads to the next move and the next move. So we always have a step to take, even when we think our backs are completely against the wall and we don't have anything left. Well, we actually could. We just have to, you know, play out the game and, and see it through that lens. Now, on the flip side, for my friend Ian, he, it's, it, it, it's just very reminiscent of if all of a sudden you get completely frustrated, right, expecting one thing, that doesn't happen, then you lose your mind and you're making irrational decisions. I didn't win. He beat himself. He made the, completely the wrong choices rather than just, 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 
continue on and being level-headed because he just was flippant. And so in that respect, as we navigate this pandemic, it's very important to remain calm. Uh, cooler heads must prevail and things of that nature. You know, what, what used to work before, you have to get back to that. You can't abandon those things. Um, and, you know, to my first point, like you still, even in these circumstances, you have to find a way to live life. I understand that it's far different and you're not used to it for, for the most part, but, you know, we, we can't just not do anything. We still have to be human beings and live out our lives just in a different way. And so that is what we must do. So in an in interesting way, that is what I took out from this game. Um, okay, so then the other thing is before any of this, like a lot of times I myself or other people that I knew, we would always be like, you know, what's, what's one thing, like we would, we want to like essentially, for lack of a better term, be heroes. Like what can we contribute to the world that is of lasting value and so forth? And, you know, now, especially in this pandemic, you kind of, at least I do, take a step back and I'm like, wow, I actually do have the power to contribute. Um, it might not be in the ways that I imagined, or, but at the end of the day, if I'm being honest, like those are actually egotistical ways because I want notoriety for them and so forth, as opposed to literally, you want to be a hero? Right now, all you have to do is stay home. Never has it been easier to actually contribute to society. All you have to do is stay home. That's crazy to me. It's just mind-boggling. And, you know, I've, I've talked to a bunch of friends and sometimes they're like, well, I'm not being as productive today and so forth. Like, I just did literally nothing and, you know, just watched movies. And I'm like, you know what? Did you go outside? No? Great. Check that off because you were as productive as you needed to be. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Like, and the fact that we have people, whether through Florida or, um, you know, the, the people who went to beaches and on hikes this weekend in LA and I'm sure in other parts of the world that aren't taking it, like they didn't do it, right? And so it's just mind boggling of like, how hard can this really be? And what frustrates me is when people see, you know, when, when I see people saying they're bored and I can't take this and I have cabin fever, it's like, we've been at this for like less than a week realistically, maybe slightly a little bit longer, fine. But it's like, I promise you that people such as like Anne Frank or whoever else, like they would, if you told them this is, this is their option during the Holocaust, <laughs> you know, like if they, if they could just, you know, make all the noise that they wanted at home, watch an endless supply of entertainment and so forth, they'd be like, are you, are you, are you fucking kidding me? This, this, this is insane, right? Whereas they literally, they didn't know what was going to happen. They couldn't make a sound. Um, you know, food, they, most of them did have food shortages and so forth. And like, there was no endless supply of entertainment. Like they were just, you know, in a tiny spot, just trying to survive. So I think we all need to get our heads out of our asses every now and then, and really look at the larger picture of things really. Uh, and to that extent, be grateful that this is the best day and age we could possibly ask for to be quarantined. So, you know, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling to me in that sense. 
Um, and to that end, doesn't mean don't be social. There's listen to that point, right? About things to be grateful for. You can Skype, you can Zoom, you can FaceTime. It, 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 you know, so many uh, uh, people I know they're having virtual happy hours. You know, drinking at home and you know talking to friends over Skype. Like, great, do that. Like, why? Why is it just because we are more connected than we've ever been? And that's a great thing. So I think this is a great period of self-reflection and kind of moving forward. Um, so take that for what it's worth. As far as the creative projects, uh, you know, uh, the one thing that I've been trying to do as much as I can, although I haven't uh, just time-wise been able to, which is which is fine. But I've been trying to work on my uh, work on the script for my second feature and. You know, the I'm trying to kind of like a Nolan-esque type of movie where I, I want to play with you know time and space and so forth and kind of cut back and forth. Uh, you know, I was trying to do that and whatever else, and that's a very difficult task. And I don't know how what Christopher Nolan's writing process is or for most people's process in that vein. But what I what I kind of I'm doing now is I'm literally gonna kind of outline and then possibly write out like at least a bare bones script, maybe not like the full script, but at least like enough of a script of a linear version of the story from start to finish, including certain scenes that otherwise might be mundane that I know like there's 99.9% .9 of a chance like these are gonna get cut that will never end up in the movie, but I'm gonna do that anyway. So that way I have a clear vision of the linear timeline of the story that I'm trying to tell. And then once I have that, then I'm going to tackle the actual script because then I can piece it a lot easier. And in essence, it won't be a waste because then the cool part is um, that kind of whatever, we'll, we'll call it a script even though it might just be a, a very detailed outline, if not treatment, um, will end up sort of, it's a great tool for the actors or you know whoever else may be involved from the crew perspective and so forth. So um, you know that's the way I'm tackling it, and uh, I'm very early stages, but um, but I'm excited, you know, about it. Obviously, I'm, I anticipate it will be a long road to even get to production given current circumstances, but that's okay. Um, you know that gives me something to look forward to ultimately, and I do look forward to that. You know. As things go by, obviously, I've still got finishing touches on my first feature that I've got to do. I've got finishing touches on my my first novel that I've got to do, but um, but that because that workload is so much lessened, and you know a lot of that is outside of my control. A just because of the coronavirus, but B uh, just just by the nature of the process where it's at, you know, uh, it allows me the time to think about okay, what is the next thing, right? And I, writer, uh, Ryan Holiday, he often talks about, like, he always likes to start the next project as soon as, like, his one of his books comes out because then he doesn't have time to dwell on the success or not success of a particular book. Now, luckily for him, he's had nothing but success. He's, you know, New York Times bestselling author multiple times over, but he doesn't get bog, he, he doesn't bog down his mind in the success of that um, because, you know, in essence, he's it's kind of funny like every time you start a new project you are starting from scratch and kind of one of the things that I'm grappling with now um, 
you know, if, uh, if it wasn't hard enough in these current times, it's like, can I essentially repeat myself? Can I, can I write a second book? You know, it, it was hard enough to write the first book, but, but I did it, right? Um, but now can I essentially repeat it or was I just a one-shot wonder? You know, it's, I often have called my first movie a miracle in terms of every, all the things that came together. And I know it can be replicated, hence why I want to write like a how to how I made that movie to inspire other filmmakers and artists. <laughs> but it's kind of funny um, in that sense of like, can I repeat it? Because I know other people can, but can I repeat it? And I know the answer is yes, but it's just kind of funny. Um, you know, oftentimes doubt kind of creeps into our minds uh, from a creative standpoint. And you know, I'm sure I'm sure it doesn't help that. In these uncertain times, like, you know, when you're, that's also creeping in. But, um, but the more I continue to progress and, you know, that's another big lesson of this entire week is you can only control yourself. I think a lot of people, why they're so fearful is by the sheer fact that, that they've re they, they are realizing that they don't have control over pretty much anything in life, except, you know, the irony of ironies reverse that because the one thing you do have control is over how you're, yourself, how you see the world, and how you react to the world. And when you actually accept that, that's when you gain full confidence because you realize what you, you know, you have control of the one thing that actually gives you the power, and that's yourself. So, um, I'll leave you on that note, I think. Anyway, thank you for joining me. I hope this has been beneficial. Please stay safe. Um, and I hope to see you next time.